0: For a limited time, we're offering a special promotion on property management fees. When you buy a home with Spartan Invest, you'll have the option to get a discounted property management rate of just 5% for the first year after you purchase. Contact us through our website, spartaninvest.com to learn more and check out our inventory. Hey everyone, you're listening to On the House with Spartan, an ad-free podcast brought to you by a full-service turnkey company. I'm your host, Lindsay Davis, CEO and co-founder of Spartan Invest. On this show, we talk about all things real estate, from market patterns, industry insight, construction, property management, and other investment avenues. We hope you'll join as we dive into today's episode of On the House with Spartan. All right, welcome back to another episode of On the House with Spartan Invest. So if you've been listening um, to our market episodes, you know that we like to take at least one episode and just look back at the history of that market. I think this is really just for me because I'm a very big history buff. And so I very much enjoy learning how these how these cities became cities and then what are the industries that propelled them you know, to uh, the markets that they are today. We also do another episode that talks about the current economy and what makes that particular market a really good turnkey market. Uh, but today's episode, we're going to talk about Chattanooga, Tennessee, and it's started. It's actually a very popular city. It's uh, popular for a vacation spot. It's absolutely beautiful. It's right there on the edge of Georgia and Tennessee. And so I'm going to talk about kind of how Tennessee, or I'm sorry, how Chattanooga got started and really just the early days. So if you're not a history buff, then you might need to just skip this episode and and just jump into a the market, the economy today. All right, so Chattanooga was incorporated as a town back on December 20th, 1839 by the Tennessee General Assembly. So prior to its incorporation, the site was named Ross Landing, and that was actually after a trading post owned by two brothers, John and Lewis Ross. The town's name changed to Chattanooga, which is an Indian word that describes Lookout Mountain as rock coming to a point after a vote by its early inhabitants back in 1838. So the the early settlement, it was very small. It was only 53 families that originally started in Chattanooga. However, it went substantial, it, it underwent substantial economic growth between 1837 and 1850, thanks to the river commerce enabled by the city's proximity to the Tennessee River, which is another reason what is, uh, another reason that Chattanooga is famous today. Uh, in 1839, Robert Carvins and James Anderson formed the Eagle Furnace and Forge uh, in White Creek. Uh, which actually pioneered iron manufacturing in Lower East Tennessee. I know we talked a lot about that in regards to Birmingham as well. So later in 1847, they expanded and formed the East Tennessee Iron Manufacturing Company. Uh, The city remained reliant on its river-based economy and iron manufacturing industry until the completion of kind of the, the Western and Atlantic Railroad, which didn't happen until 1850. Chattanooga also became known as a boomtown during this time, where the city's population grew from the 53 families that we talked about, and in 30 years grew to uh, 2,565. By 1861, Nashville, Knoxville, Memphis Railroads, they had linked uh, with the Western and Atlantic Railroad to in Chattanooga, and uh, made the city a major rail, and river transportation hub that connected goods, services, and people across the region. As you can imagine, being connected from river and also railroad, the city was extremely important. Prominence earned its name the Gateway to the Deep South. Uh, However, Chattanooga's newly finished railroad crossing also made it a tactical priority for the Union and Confederate soldiers during the Civil War. So we saw a lot of growth right up until the 1860s when the Civil War took place. If you ever get to visit Chattanooga, then they have a a lot of historical monuments from the Civil War. It's extremely interesting to kind of look and see how it was a very big fighting ground for that war. Actually, the Battle of Chattanooga, which occurred between November uh, 23rd and November 25th in 1863, it absolutely crippled the city's infrastructure. And it unfortunately led to roughly 6,000 casualties on both sides. It's absolutely awful. Uh, In 1867, so post the war, two two years after the war, the Tennessee River flooded. And that just brought more harm to the already very wounded city. However, uh, Chattanooga slowly began to rebound in 1870. Former Union soldiers formed the Roan Iron Works to exploit the, the, rich, the rich iron deposits in the area. And then only one year later, Chattanooga's iron industry was actually valued at $1 million dollars. Despite outbreaks of cholera in 1873 and yellow fever in 1878, the city recovered and actually doubled in size in the 1870s, reaching a population of almost 13,000. With the introduction of coke-fired iron, iron production soared, and in 1890, Chattanooga had a manufacturing and export capacity of 1.8 million tons of iron. This uh, rapid industrialization earned Chattanooga its nickname, the Pittsburgh of the South. So um, we again see population double from 1880 to 1890. And Chattanooga ended the century on a high note after uh, local lawyers Ben F. Thomas and Joseph B. Whitehead secured bottling rights to Coca Cola in 1899 at the cost of $1. I was. Very interested in that. The Coca Cola company actually later uh, bought back the bottling rights from Ben Thomas's heirs in 1974 for $35 million, which in today, in 2023, is actually $212 million. That's just crazy. They bought it for $1. Wow. Uh, So Chattanooga in the 20th century, by the turn of the 20th century, Coca-Cola had established itself as one of Chattanooga's most prominent businesses. Thomas and Whitehead partnered with um, John T. Lupton to sell bottling uh, rights to local businesses. And in early 1900, approximately 400 local Coca-Cola bottling plants could trace their bottles back to Chattanooga. During this time, the city also began to develop its automobile industry. Uh, The first auto sales facilities opened in 1903, and by 1910, there were roughly 250 cars on the street. Later, World War I would create significant demand for textiles, and by the conclusion of the Great War, Chattanooga had a thriving textile manufacturing industry that included major producers, like the, like the Dixie Company, founded in 1920, Davenport Mills, established in 1917, and the Richmond Mills as well. So through this time, and like World War I, World War II, created new demand for manufacturing goods. The city's factories produced various war-related goods from textile to iron artillery and TNT. Chattanooga continued that trend up until the last decade of the 20th century when Chattanooga's leadership embarked on a host of revitalization projects. Among the developments uh, was the opening of the Miller Plaza in 1988, the Tennessee Aquarium, which is fantastic to take your kids to, by the way, uh, in 1992, the Wall Street Bridge in 1993, and the Creative Discovery Museum In 1995, it is a fantastic area to check out if you're ever in in the Southeast. Some famous people that are actually from Chattanooga or grew up in Chattanooga, uh, George Calloway, he was the CEO of Precision Precision Aerodynamics. Man, say that five times fast. His uh, Raven Reserve parachutes are the most widely used in the world, including by the U.S. Army. We have John Meacham, a presidential biographer, writer, and editor who actually won the Pulitzer Prize in 2009. Now, these are pop culture icons, but actually Usher, he was born in Dallas, but later moved to Chattanooga as a child. He was raised there in Chattanooga by his mother and his then stepfather, He joined a local church choir in Chattanooga when he was nine years old, and that's kind of when he discovered his uh, singing skills. And Samuel L. Jackson, he was born in Washington, D.C. on December 21st, 1948, but was raised by his grandparents and extended family in Chattanooga. And he grew up, attended several Chattanooga schools, all segregated at the time. And he was a graduate of Riverside High School now, which is the Chattanooga School of Arts and Sciences. So just a little fun fact about Chattanooga and its history. Thank you guys for tuning in. And if you want to learn about Chattanooga and why it's a turnkey, why it's a great turnkey market, uh, check out the next episode on Chattanooga, Chattanooga's market now. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to learn more, check us out online at spartaninvest.com. Until next time, this is On the House with Spartan.